0: You're listening to the Ruby on Rails podcast. I'm your host, Sean Devine. The podcast is supported by Squarespace and workonrails.com. If you have a job to promote, you can list it for free on workonrails.com with the code RELAUNCH. This is episode number 145, A Conversation with Eric Steele.
1: Yeah, um, I've been, so I've been contracting for about three years and been working out of uh, Andy Hall in Philadelphia for most of that time. Uh on and off for the first two years and full time for the last year.
0: So what's the and, what's the name of it again? It's uh, Indie Hall. Indie Hall. Okay, I'll okay. put that in the show notes. So what sort of setup uh does it have? Is it is it uh one of those kind of open desks with conference rooms for small, you know, brand new startups if they need it kind of deals?
1: Yeah, it's more for a yeah, it's more for independence um it's got the open floor plan um, there are two two floors uh, they just recently took over the the first floor and uh, expanded and um, we work in pods there are two uh, two conference rooms they are just kind of they're there for use and uh, they just added a classroom area that's also just a bunch of tables and a
0: projector so so if they're competing against the library, what do they offer that the library doesn't
1: um I wouldn't say they're really competing against the library. I would say that they are uh it's not necessarily a space so much as it is a like a, a membership program. It's it's much more like a gym than it is a, an office. Like they're they're you're the kind of, kind of for
0: the people like treadmill yeah. desks kind of thing. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> not that kind of okay. not that far. Like <laughs> a gym. <laughs> Got it. Uh, but uh no,
1: it's it's uh, the, the membership uh, and and like the just the ability and the habits of, of going in there is is more of what they they promote and um, so so you won't find a lot of startups in there and uh it's a it's a lot more um, democratic than um, than like a company run thing so i, I worked out of um oh, i can't even remember what it was called in denver but it felt more more sterile this place feels like i don't know i brought somebody there from Denver they came in and they said it looked like how they imagine Portland to feel? Right. There's just just cardboard art up on the walls. Uh, there's a Triple H stand up um, with a shirt just back in the corner somewhere. So it's it's comfortable.
0: Yeah, I've had I, I kind of like those spaces. I think that they're much more quiet than people expect them to be, which I like.
1: It's surprising. Yeah. Um. So I I've been listening to Five by Five for a while, and um, I remember there was there was a running bit. Where um just Dan hates the the open floor plan uh coworking space because people are just kicking around soccer balls and um uh throwing throwing frisbees around and uh I get that and it's not it's it's not like that it's nice and quiet, it's comfortable and uh it's 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 good. The members kind of keep things in check. So it's. I think it depends on the people that are there, and different spaces around the city are for different types of people. So. Right.
0: Yeah, you know, I've I, so I've been to a number of them, and I'm still waiting to see the one that is loud with the soccer balls kicking around. Because <laughs> that's definitely the, the vision that people have in their head, and I, I actually find that it's almost the reverse, that... Like so, I like quiet. I like library kind of environments. But if you didn't like that, I could see it being a turnoff because it ends up it, it's it's very quiet because a lot of them don't have music in the background and there isn't tons of idle chatter. Maybe a little bit, but.
1: yeah, it's uh, it's nice and it's fun because um, a, a lot of the people that are there uh, have been there long enough to to. Like, it, it's it's my social group. Like it's my uh, my group of, of friends. Is I, I try not to to. Cross the, the the work that I do and the, the people that I work for, um, with the people that I spend most of my day with.
0: So that's a cool idea. It sort of like makes having all your friends be from work a little bit less.
1: It's nice, uh, and it's nice. And it, it makes me a, a lot less terrified. Uh, I mean, I, I worked in an office uh, for two years before I started uh, doing contract work, and um, whenever somebody would come up to my desk, it was just I knew it was a nightmare. Like I, I it was the catch all. IT guy, like, oh, your Outlook won't print to the printer, and I had to spend like five hours to to do that. And so now it's kind of kind of sticking to that. Uh, I don't really work with anyone out of this space. Is it's more like I don't work with family. Like I, I want to enjoy these spaces uh, and, and not be afraid of who's coming up to talk to me. So,
0: hmm. cool. So tell me a little bit about the contract work that you do.
1: Uh, contract work, I they They turn into mostly uh, long term uh, full time contracts like I like to work on one thing at a time um, i i don't know i have a, I have a background in uh, design weirdly enough and uh, found myself out of necessity migrating uh, like about five years ago to web development stuff um, and i've just kind of found myself living comfortably in that space in between and because of that i've I just tend to take this this role of talking to people who have these ideas, like the the I, I, I want to do this thing, I want to have this startup, and then just taking it all the way to completion. Um, and
0: uh, so you just, usually, usually work with new new companies.
1: Yes, it's 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 nice. Uh, it, it, it's nice having a clean slate. I mean, I've I've done my fair share of rescue projects and worked on teams, and and I like those too. But my ideal clients are my ideal contracts are just these nice ones where it's. I'm I'm helping, uh, in in every
0: way, shape, or form. So, so you're like a, a technical co-contractor. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, um, uh, if if I were to stay on, I would end up being some form of CTO, much much farther down the road. Got but it. I like I like working on contracts because it's um, new ideas every time.
0: Well, we should take a step back and why don't you introduce yourself so people know who uh, we're talking to right now. Sure. Hi there. I'm
1: Eric. <laughs> um, I'm Eric Steele. I, uh, I don't know. They, I, I reached out to you. I'm. I'm not part of any massive uh, open source project. Uh, I've been listening to the past few shows, and um, I'm just kind of a Rails developer. I've been working on. Uh, I'm kind of like the. I'm trying to be like the Jane Goodall of of learning how to test. Like living in that, that, that early, those early stages as long as possible.
0: Um, we and- could take, we could take that a lot of different directions so, what, is, <laughs> what, is, what does that mean <laughs> um, so
1: I, I uh, about a year ago I was frustrated with like I, I wasn't writing tests for my uh, my, my client work and um, it was it was starting to finally like I, I was seeing a very clear benefit and I' tried to learn testing before that and so I wanted to just figure out why I wasn't doing that. So I figured the best way to do that is to tell people, um, and be very honest about the entire thing, but that I'm, I'm writing a book. So last year I just said, yes, look at this book I'm writing, um, because I want to learn how to test and I want to show you, like, I want to figure out what's going wrong here. So I've been doing that for about a year.
0: So, so the idea is not that you are the, the expert tester explaining to, you know other people how it should be done but rather the person that's trying to figure it out and and letting everyone else in on your journey is that the Yeah, idea? yeah, I think I think that that's like I I tried to record as many of those
1: aha moments as possible and I mean that's the way I've kind of taught myself um just throughout my life and I figured might as well just put it down on paper so
0: How long have you been a, a programmer for?
1: Um so that's a a weird question because in high school I I I come from a really small town and they they didn't really have much of a sense of what to do with someone interested in programming. They they had the um, hunting classes and the <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, the um, construction classes like done. That was that was taken care of. But um, so I took in seventh grade that and that was whenever high school started. Seventh grade, I took a, a, a half of a Pascal class, having no programming background at all.
0: Um, Wait, which half of it did you take? The, the first half. Like, it was just... <laughs> well, I guess I, that makes more sense than the second half.
1: Yeah, I guess that's better than the second half. It could have been much, much worse. But uh, then, um, like, maybe two years later, I didn't get any more uh, any, any more experience testing. They threw me back in the same, like, uh, three quarters of that same testing class, the same Pascal class. And it was just, it was weird and haphazard. And It finally sorted itself out. I, I took some, uh, again, like another half of a Java class. I don't understand what was going on. Uh, there,
0: but it, so at this point, you've taken. Well, it depends on how you count. You've, you've either taken one and a quarter classes, or if we count the Pascal half a class twice. <laughs> yeah, I I could
1: teach the first half of that class
0: now. <laughs> you should put that on your resume. <laughs> Able to teach half of uh, high school Pascal. Yeah, I remember.
1: Actually, I, I remember. Uh, I, I wrote a just like a really haphazard uh, like. It, it it was one of those if the if it was in a range like if a number was in a range it would give you a fortune like it was just a, a, a case statement effectively and uh, I, I turned it in as one of the projects and the teacher freaked out because of the predictions that I'd included like you'll they were all negative like you will die a terrible terrible death you will <laughs> <laughs> and so maybe that's why I only took a half a class because they they just uh.
0: Found, swept me under the rug. This, this guy's a creep. We've got to get yes, him. Out. This guy is, is not writing good things. So, so. Ha, ha, where, uh, where was this town that you grew up in?
1: I grew up in uh, Rockwood, Pennsylvania. Um, it was very far away. I tell people that I grew up in Somerset, um, Pennsylvania, which is a uh, turnpike stop and uh, south of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, been, I've been living in Philadelphia for about six years now. Um,
0: Reminds me of my favorite, uh, my favorite Pittsburgh joke or Pennsylvania joke, which is uh, <clears throat> someone says, where did you, uh, where'd you grow up? And you say, Tennessee. And they say, which part? And you said, the part between Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, uh, it is like the, the most depressing double stuff Oreo. Pennsylvania is just
0: <laughs> disgusting. Um, I, I, mean, well, I, just, I mean, I love Pennsylvania. But. I lived in Pittsburgh um, for, I don't know, three or four years. Mm-hmm. And I and actually kind of liked it. Um the way I describe it is that Pittsburgh was great if you had to be there. So yes. like I, I don't know that I'd pick to be in Pittsburgh over all the other places you could pick to be. But uh but if you had to be there it was pretty nice.
1: Yeah, it was um I, I have I have no qualms with Pittsburgh. It was it was a great place and I grew up like two hours south of it, so I would go into Pittsburgh like every couple of months, uh if I was lucky. And um, you know, I would I'm not really into to, uh, sports or baseball, but I remember very, very fondly going to uh, you know, Pirates games uh, just with with the family. It would be a huge event. Yeah. Um, now, now I, I live in Philadelphia, and it's just um, one thing I didn't like about Pittsburgh, and, and I'm probably very wrong about this because it's so long since I've made this determination. But it was very hard to get around. Oh yeah, um, yeah, like it's just so many hills. Like it, it's, <laughs> I feel like there should be more than one inclined plane.
0: <laughs> right well it's got kind of two things going against it I mean it's got the the rivers and the hills right <laughs> between right. between the two I mean there is no direct path from here to there I think that the the upside is that it's not that big of a city so it's not you know the end of the world but but if you're you know if you're south of Pittsburgh down in um, uh, one of the suburbs down there and you need to get like I don't know to the the northeast side of Pittsburgh it's man, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a trek
1: it is a it is. Uh, car is like almost mandatory if you if you want to do anything around pittsburgh
0: yeah, um, yeah i think the only, only possibility you could go for is like the shady side area but then yeah. i don't know that could get that could feel a little small after a while shady I, think. Side. Oh, right.
1: I remember it. shady side I, so another another job i had uh, after the high school before the rails was um i did customer service for uh the, the gas company in pittsburgh far outside of Pittsburgh and um i, I grew to just love all of the names of the the Pittsburgh boroughs like Shady Side
0: Squirrel Hill Squirrel Hill like, right next to right next to Shady Side yeah
1: and and now now that i'm hearing Shady Side Shady Side is not shady at all like it is it is
0: pretty nice like it's a pretty okay area like oh yeah it's, yeah it's like an ironic name it's like the yeah. least shady side yeah it's like the uh, the the, the iceland of pittsburgh <laughs> I, think, I think that's totally right well i like uh the other place is oakland so people oakland. say I like well, where do you uh where do you work and i worked first when i lived in pittsburgh in oakland and they're like oh geez so kind of like in san francisco but not quite i'm like oh no right, right. no not that oakland <laughs> no 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 no. no o- oakland the, the uh, pit oakland cmu <laughs> oakland yeah, anyways <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, my only rural Pennsylvania story is, so I worked for, um, the big trucking company Conway for a number of years and, uh, back in, I worked there uh, during the, like the economic, uh, existential crisis of, of 2000 and what was that? Eight. Mm-hmm. So we had to close all of these terminals around the country. Terminals are like, um, Cross dock facilities that that the freight moves in and out of, and drivers work at. So I had to go around the country to, um, with some of the other guys that we had on the executive team, and, and explain to to um, uh, people around the country why we were closing these 40 locations. And a lot of those days were pretty stressful, but none more than uh, I don't remember the name of the town, but somewhere in like the. Uh, mid north region of central Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Ooh, boy.
1: <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's no, you, you don't go there.
0: Well, I went there and, to tell and, them and take that their we jobs. were yeah, closing a pretty big facility and I, it was bad. I mean, I don't think that I, <laughs> I don't think I'm intimidating in the first place, you know, physically. And, uh, oh man, <laughs> even if I was, <laughs> it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have mattered that day. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyway, so I, how'd, how'd you get to uh, how'd you get to Rails programming from your uh, first uh, two Pascal class experiences?
1: That's, uh, so, I got I got to Rails programming. Um, so, my first the the, the office job the, the two years before the contracting was uh, um, that kind of molded me into needing to do uh, development and uh i had come out with a design degree we we had talked a little bit on on twitter I, I went to devry i'm not proud of the fact that i went to devry but i went to devry and i got a weird graphic design education from devry and i it's just it's weird i don't i don't know why i took that there but um i ended up parlaying that into this just agency work um from an internship and uh so i started working like with uh with magento for e-commerce stuff um uh CodeIgniter for uh, client work and we had contract somebody, cr- contracted somebody to do a uh, an API for this little product that we were working on uh, with in Rails. I had to help design the entire thing and I had no idea what I was doing and I didn't like that. So hmm. um, I started digging into it and that was my first uh, cut my cut my teeth um, Got watching somebody else do all this. And it just it stuck. It was such a... I, I, I liked it as a tool. I liked what I was able to do um, from a um, I'm, a, I'm a technical guy, but like that li- living in that space between the, the design and the development, it kind of it, it, it makes you appreciate the um, the shortcuts and the magic yeah. uh, a little bit more.
0: So I can definitely understand why the the sort of the Devry uh, experience would be one of those things one wouldn't be so sure how they want to uh, position. <laughs> but at this point, I think it, so. The reason we were talking about it on Twitter, I think it sets up one of my favorite jokes right now. Just someone, someone says, well, how'd you learn how to program? And you say, well, I, I, um, went to one of those, those code schools that, that people talk about kind of an accelerated program where you'll kind of learn on the job, you know, but, but, uh, meet other people trying to do the same thing. And they say, oh yeah, where? And you say DeVry. And then, you know, they get to try to unpack the the fact (laughs) that it's, it's actually an accurate statement and makes them feel differently about everything. (laughs) yeah if there if there is an
1: institution that is prepared for that
0: um it would be deVry i
1: uh i my relationship with DeVry was really weird because I came in i actually b- before like right out of high school went to them uh, didn't like it took time off to do a whole bunch of other work like the gas stuff and and right uh, <laughs> came back in actually two thousand eight um, just as you were you know I, I heard about this guy up in the middle of the state that was just causing a ruckus shutting down uh um, truck <laughs> right. and uh, I thought I had to get out of there so I uh, went to Philadelphia back to uh, <laughs> back to DeVry and um, had much more of like a, a, an adult mindset of right. just h- how to handle my education and everything so I, I like I worked with the dean like I, I just talked with the, the people involved a lot just about what I was getting out of it and, and how to move stuff forward and I got to know a lot about how like just that institution works because I was trying to get stuff for 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 the students.
0: So now, what does? And if this question's too sort of uncouth to ask, then just tell me. But what does a Devry education cost?
1: I will. Uh, it's not uncouth because it's probably one of my uh, big sore spots or sore spots there. Um, I don't. I actually don't even have. So so the program I took was an associates program. Um, it is a web graphic design program, and I uh, for two years it, I have about. Um, I, I think the number I looked at last month was, uh, still $65,000 in debt. Wow. Um, and that, uh, that, wrapped up in 20, oh, I don't even remember. I want to say 2010, wow. maybe 2009, 2010,
0: something like that. So it's, So that's a lot.
1: Yeah, it's nuts. And it's,
0: uh. Huh. Now, now, was it, is it that, yeah, So, did you, so if, if, if I could have asked, uh you know, Eric one second before he started to how much it would cost. Did you know it was going to cost that much or did it no. somehow end up being a surprise? And if so, was that like your fault or theirs?
1: I think, um, I think it was, it's a matter of education, uh, before the education. Like I, I didn't know a lot of what was going on and I knew I wanted that thing. Uh, I wanted the education. I wanted the experience. Um, and it didn't matter. Like everybody in my life was telling me like, don't worry about it. That's what loans are for. Keep going. And, um, if I understand. Correctly, you're you're going through something very similar with your uh, with your
0: daughter. Yeah, like, yeah. So pre- my daughter actually decided uh, yesterday where she's going to college. This is a very timely question. Mm-hmm. So, so she made it. You know, apparently there's a there's a there's a thing now for kids where they make it official, and there's you know there's some sort of selfie posted on one mm-hmm. or more of the social. And the networks. school the school gets them
1: a promise ring.
0: <laughs> you don't know you, you don't know how true that. that is. <laughs> So anyways, so yesterday she she uh announced she's going to uh, Wisconsin starting next year. Congratulations.
1: That's that's awesome.
0: Yeah, thanks, but that's been a, it's been a it's been a thing.
1: It's it's tough. It is not a, an easy decision and and um if if I were to go back and tell Eric, look, if I were to give him one piece of advice, it would be, first of all, go here because you're going to meet uh, the lady you'll eventually marry, which is pretty cool. Um, but Be aware of how much money you're putting into this because that's a thing that's going to be with you for a really long time. Right. Um, And it's just it was it's a combination of a lot of things. Like it was 2008. Everybody was giving out money until like right at the end, and rates shot up. Um, I only could get uh, could get private loans because the federal loans had uh, they they had started being more diligent about that, and so all of my loans can't be can't be uh, reconsolidated. Um, because they have me on just this ridiculous rate, and hmm. nobody wants to take it. It's, it's impressive, and I think it, it was a, I think it was a two thousand eight, two thousand nine problem, uh, that that hopefully is is getting, getting ironed out.
0: So, how old were you at the time you made those decisions?
1: Uh, let's see, I was, let's say I was twenty one or twenty two. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm twenty seven now. Wow, I'm twenty seven now. Congratulations.
0: Thank you. <laughs> you know, gave 27 a promise ring. So. <laughs> you made it there. <laughs> uh, so, all right, so back to, back to testing. So as, as we get into this, so what is the name of the, is it an existing book or a, a forthcoming book? It
1: is so close to uh, being forthcoming. It is exciting. Um, but so, this, so the book is, uh, what do I test? Question mark. Um, and (laughs) thanks to answer that question because, uh, I, I, I found that the, 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 there's just an education problem in, in the, that whole, like the TDD BDD mindset of like the, the, the process is, um, you write a test, you make, you write a test that fails, you make the test pass, you refactor that test. Like that's the, the, the process. And there's a whole lot of stuff that needs to happen before that first step of writing a test. And uh, that's what a a large chunk of the the book addresses.
0: Hmm. So does it use um, RSpec or mini-test?
1: That has been uh, one of the hardest things to do um, because I started with RSpec. I started with factories. um, And I eventually kind of pulled the plug on that realizing that it's much easier to learn a thing if you don't have to do a lot of work to set it up. Mm. And so um, it, it's really hard to position myself as, uh, as an advocate and not as a um, kind of like... I, it, it, there's a very fine line between suggesting something and uh, making it dogma. And so I'm, I'm trying to... like I'm, I like RSpec. Perfectly fine. People have been using it, and and it's it's delightful. But I've put my blinders on with MiniTest and in uh,
0: and fixtures too. Hmm. I, uh, I I kind of feel the same way. So I like RSpec, mm-hmm. and and I, you can like something without disliking the thing that's a competitor of it. Exactly. And so I don't dislike MiniTest. I just like RSpec. Yeah, uh, and there's. I, I think that that is
1: the uh, the biggest problem out there. Um, just in, in all of the articles and all of the, the self-education of testing in just that perspective um, because I, when my, when the, the one thing that will make me angry uh, about uh, whenever I'm doing research or writing anything is whenever I happen upon an article that says this is how you should start testing. This is how you should – like this is the best way to do it. This is it. Um, and it's just all these things, which is ironic because I'm writing a book about
0: it. <laughs> I was going to say, it's sort of like a like a self-hating mindset. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's um,
1: the, the, the tone that I try and take is a, like, this is what I use. This is what has worked for me. Like, I I, I try and present it in that way. Like, I, I, I've used RSpec before. I've used Factories before. I've used these things. This is what helped me learn. You, I'm not saying that the other is bad. I'm saying it's easier to learn with this. So in, in that context... That is when I make that, like, you should probably use Minitest if you want to just start testing.
0: So I'm going to make my case for factories, and I want you to, to, to like, agree or disagree Excellent. Uh, as you see fit. So I think the factories are essential for one type of thing in particular, which is if you have to test um, methods that depend on uh, leveraging the database to find things. And so in other words, if you've got scopes, and I know there's like a, a smug possible answer that you, I don't think you'd give, but that some people would give. Like, <laughs> well, you know, the whole thing should work without the database. You're like, well, what happens when you have like five million records and like the application needs to provide some methods to get at those records and you obviously can't walk through them in, in Ruby. Um, so anyway, so any, anytime I have, uh, methods or, or or classes that primarily have methods that are focused on on querying the database factories are are a godsend that I think without things become a big pain. Uh, h- how does that match up with your sort of perspective?
1: So that's uh, that's interesting because I've been I just finished up a, like a chapter on collections, and um, so I pretty it, it was. I tried to make it not too dramatic, but um, I'd been using factories in the book up until about a month ago, uh, two months ago, um, because I, I like factories. I don't like writing things, and f- uh, fixtures just felt, felt too much like creative writing, and I was repeating myself a lot. So um, I, I happened upon a, an old contract that I had written fixtures for, and so I weighed the options of uh, rewriting the entire thing in factories or just using the fixtures. And so I was ah, like, whatever, I can just do this in two days, I'll deal with it. And um, I ended up liking it a lot um, because of the... the so th- there are two things for those uh, database queries. Getting stuff from the, the database. You had mentioned having a lot of, uh, of items in the database. Um, is that is that what you would be testing with that? Like testing 5,000 record oh,
0: records? Oh, no, no, no. So when I, when I test... Uh, like, I'll give an example. Let's say I've got a, um, let's say I've got like a search object that takes a bunch of, of parameters and then constructs a search on a class from those parameters. And I'll test with just a couple of records in the database. But if I tested the, the the main point is that it has to be hitting the database because in the real world, there are going to be millions of records. So, you know, if, if it was just like walking through a collection and testing the individual items to see if they should be included or not, that's not going to work. Um,
1: so I would say it, that the, the answer is uh, is dodgy, but it depends on the scale of what you're doing. Um, if it's a a large search object that has a lot of possible outcomes, you'll want to have factories. And I, for that project, I was using factories alongside the fixtures to generate. Um, what was it generating? I don't remember. But uh, th- there's nothing wrong with having those factories next to the fixtures. The fixtures I would use in the most common single object tests or, or uh, anything that would need a complex test because it was just there all the time and then the factories i would use more often for creating new records
0: so um, let's be clear about nomenclature here sure, about sure, sure. fixture versus factory so what what exactly do you mean when you describe
1: all right so a a fixture is pretty much a a fixture is a static uh,
0: record or an object that has been
1: created uh by, most likely by hand uh you probably aren't going to be using. If you're going into the fixture mindset, you're writing these things uh, on your own without using any generators. Um, they are pulled in by Rails uh, in, from YAML files, and they are just inserted directly into the, into the database, uh, skipping the entire um, object creation process, uh, validations, callbacks, anything like that. So you 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 miss out on some of the. Uh, um, you know validity tests, anything that um, would need that process. factories are created on demand um, from a generator use uh, most often I was using uh, like a faker gem or the the faker gem mm-hmm. and um, so so you can quickly create new records and and get all the validity stuff and and create them as you need them within the test from within the context of the test it's it's nice. It's very nice to be able to spin up a new object to for that specific test case, um, which is why I mean factories exist in the first place.
0: But your main so your main reason to go away from RSpec and um, factories in the book is to sort of get uh, to reduce the dependencies uh, of the test environment, or is it something even more? It was a, it, than that. It's it's started that way
1: uh, as like I, I don't want to keep I, I don't want to. Um, have a bunch of things that you need to add to the gem file in order to learn something because like, uh, learning testing is not about learning the libraries and it's not about learning the syntax nearly as much as it's about learning the habits and and the mindsets that go along before you start using the syntax and everything. Um, So I wanted to keep that as small as possible. Fixtures, um, I I switched over to them for the book because they they gave that advantage. Then I started using them in my day-to-day and I found... Um, that I stopped having to do that, um, the, the the stubbing dance, where where you you need to stub out all the objects and the and, uh, relationships, anything any dependencies that would uh, pop up that you didn't want to create for that, um, and it just made it simpler to to just start writing those tests, um, and it, it was it was just a nice little side effect that I I think I'm going to be incorporating um, in my day to day once this book is out and and working on. Stuff again.
0: So, how do you approach the uh, how do you approach the, the the book when you make a change that way? So, let, let's say you get you know three quarters of the way done, and then decide something about the way you approach describing things in the book. You know, it would be better if it went a different way. Do you go back and change the whole book, or is the book part of that cho- or is part of the book that choice? And then describing how to adjust from you know whatever approach you were using previously to the to the new approach, like from factories to fixtures.
1: Um, yeah, that's that's interesting because I, I the the way I, so I'm using Scrivener to write and uh, Scrivener it's really cool uh, as far as a it, it's pretty much an ID just for writing a book like it's it's really really helpful um, it's terrible with handling code examples um, so I've just got this other <laughs> folder <Uh-oh.
0: laughs>
1: yeah it's it's uh, it hurt <laughs> fortunately um, the way that I had organized it um, I've got like my entire workflow involves I uh, one single shortcut in vim that yanks out the uh, a, a syntax highlighted uh, it's syntax highlighted in an entirely different um, theme for the book uh, that pulls it out in an RTF format that I can just paste it directly in there so if I have to change uh, any syntax I have all of my code examples in one folder they're not it, it wasn't a lot of work and I just uh, went back changed the section about fixtures and moved on
0: mm-hmm.
1: so it was painful but it was not as bad as it could have been
0: so have you seen that new um that new project from michael hartle that that uh sort of is an uh a branch off of his uh, rails tutorial book that's sort of like a self-publishing p- workflow for books about programming
1: yeah i saw that um i was i, I have this awful habit of uh, as i'm going to bed I will just skim through uh, Twitter.
0: Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a bad idea. <laughs> it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Do you um, have any other bad ideas you can share? Sure. Um, do you guys have a lot of money?
1: Because I know where to not put it. Um, <laughs> um, skip all of your meals every day. Um, fall down your stairs. Um, I, broke, I broke my arm. That was, that was the thing. I broke my arm like two months ago. That was a weird thing.
0: Uh, uh, not good for a programmer
1: oh terrible terrible yeah. uh like we can if we can decide here that was a weird experience that i'd love to talk about or we could firewall that later
0: you'll <laughs> never believe what we forgot to talk about during our uh conversation the other day
1: i uh wait can i can i take a guess
0: <laughs> please
1: is it squarespace
0: it is the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website portfolio or online store. For a free trial and 10% off, visit squarespace.com and enter the code UNICORN at checkout. A better web starts with your website. So, let's talk about Squarespace.
1: You know what I hate about Squarespace?
0: (laughs) This is is a bad way to start. (laughs) They are...
1: Squarespace is so good that... (laughs) at at being like a one-off product e-commerce platform that they were one of the main reasons why I stopped working on that, that other thing like that uh, sales platform. Uh Like they had just added Stripe integration and it was just, it was just so good and so convenient that like it seemed pointless to to go on because like
0: I would rather use that. So have you used that or is it, did you just research it while you were building that product? Yeah, I, I researched,
1: researched it. So, um,
0: it's included in
1: uh, most of their plans, I believe. Uh, just being able to tie in a Stripe account and just sell as many products as you can
0: really throw at it. Well, you know, you you talked the other day about this uh, this idea of like not liking to be the guy at the office that fixes the printer or someone's Outlook email or whatever. And I, I think that, like, at some level, Squarespace solves that problem. Either e- even for like a, a bigger category of things, which is like, hey, can you help me make this brochure website or, or oh yeah, or you know, not just brochure website, but like lots of websites of this sort and that. That uh, frankly, even if you built it for your your friend or colleague, it wouldn't be as good as if they use Squarespace. Yeah. Hey,
1: you know what I like about Squarespace?
0: <laughs> Are you going to give them a, a some sort of backhanded compliment now?
1: <laughs> well if we're going with that shit. we're flipping it around yeah no I uh, I don't have to take on those uh, contracts that are um, we need just this simple site setup but we want it to be
0: a little bit custom because uh, Squarespace covers all of those bases I wish I could like easily make my rails projects look as good as square squarespace projects look right
1: I, I wish yeah I just wish I had like those tools available I wish I could have squarespace and charge uh, what I think it's worth to my, like to, to customers, because man, they are, there's some value in Squarespace.
0: So, you know, I don't, if I was more prepared, I would have researched this before this moment, but you know, I think Squarespace offers like a, a some sort of program where, you know, you, the, the contractor can like resell Squarespace to a client, but handle the billing yourself.
1: Interesting. Hmm. You
0: know, we should like, look into that. So, like, if you had a, like, let's say, let's say you had, like, a neighborhood restaurant that you went into that wanted you to do their website, they, they could just, like, like bill you, uh, or you could bill them, they could pay you, and then you handle it through Squarespace.
1: Yeah, well, it's entirely possible. I mean, it's, it takes care of all of those problems you have, um, of, of uh, domain management, of hosting, of uh, installing the, the entire, like, CMS Um, it's coming up with the design. Like if you, if your needs are simple, which most websites needs are pretty simple and Squarespace just keeps on adding more and more things,
0: um, you're better off doing it with Squarespace. I wonder if most people's needs are simple too. I think so. I think so. I don't think they
1: think so, but I think so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you think that most people's websites are have simple requirements and most people have simple requirements, but they don't know that about you. Right. Either.
1: They they think that they have far more complex requirements than they actually
0: actually have. <laughs> it's like you're a counselor.
1: I am. Uh, and I char- I charge for it. So this is uh, I will send you a bill. Um my counseling uh, is actually also sponsored by Squarespace. <laughs> they're, they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Did you know that you only have to say it out loud? And uh, that you, <laughs> the next morning you wake up and there's a, um, a check under your pillow.
0: All right. Let's check the, uh, the effectiveness of this ad read. Do you remember what the offer code was?
1: The offer code was Unicorn.
0: Oh, nice. Now, do you use Unicorn as your web server?
1: I do. Big fan of Unicorn.
0: Um, me too only
1: the only reason is because it 's uh that one github uh, article of github and and nginx that 's like where it all started, and i 've just kind of been there, but huge fan of unicorn
0: yeah i 've tried uh, other things like I went with Puma for a while, and I still mm. have one app that runs puma but i 'm scared of puma yeah, I think that there's reason to be because i I like love the idea of a multi threaded web server, but um, I had trouble chasing down some of the some of the low level problems that crept up
1: you know i think puma uh puma scares me because it reminds me uh like there's the site is all in like cmyk and uh, it reminds me of mm. like taking care of printers and everything at that office job so i think it's just i have ptsd whenever i look at their site
0: which is bigger do you think a puma or an ocelot um well Here?
1: i think a puma is bigger because an ocelots, like ocelots a, are smaller it's like a cat size yeah, and and I can never get past, like, when I think Ocelot, I never think of the animal. I think of the guy from Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> That's where I go. It. <laughs> so, so it's either,
0: so a puma is bigger than an old balding white guy who can shoot a gun really well. <laughs> right. Well, so Ocelot, for me now, is is linked to Minecraft, because apparently the way oh. that you make a, a cat, like a domestic cat in Minecraft for your house, mm-hmm. is to tame an Ocelot with a fish. Yep. Um...
1: Uh, I don't know what point you're going to splice this in to the. To <laughs> what, what time we're going to time travel? But um, yeah, whenever uh, they added the ocelot thing, Amber filled, We had Amber and I played Minecraft together, and uh, she she filled this like our our home base with just as many cats as she could fit.
0: So I didn't go home anymore. So she she was a cat lady in Minecraft. She was a crazy cat lady in Minecraft. Is that was that like life imitating art, or or or, or art imitating life? Which way is I don't
1: that know. I, I'm probably much more likely to become the crazy cat lady here.
0: <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's uh, let's audit the bullets for our ad and see which ones we've covered. <clears throat> Simple and easy. I think ah. we covered that. Yeah. Beautiful design. We've covered that. Uh, drag and drop content. well, we have not covered that. I think we did, we did talk the other day about how neither of us are exactly JavaScript whizzes. Yeah. Dude. And we did
1: talk about dragon dictate. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and dragons are like snakes, but with legs. So That's here right. we are.
0: Should yeah. You? It led, it led very naturally to, th- this may have been a spoiler for the episode, depending on where I put this too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you're just gonna have to splice it up in many different points it's we not... should
0: we should just repeat it and either it'll be like a, a preview or a recap they say that's the way to tell a story right to uh tell them what you're going to tell them to tell them and then tell them what you told them
1: yeah no that's great open and close with this <laughs> that's i think
0: that could work <laughs> uh it'd uh, uh, okay. be
1: like a choose your own adventure podcast Uh huh. yeah
0: uh-huh. okay so number four 24 by 7 support through live chat and email. And interestingly, I've I listened to a million podcasts, and they always say uh, located in New York City, but they don't always say located in Dublin. Did you know that?
1: I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Huh.
0: Yeah. So so, so when, they're, when, when, when New York
1: is saying goodnight, Dublin is saying top of the morning to you. Um, I'm going to be kicked off of here.
0: Just I th- to- yeah, I think that you you sort of got the cliche. What do people say in different parts of the world? Part right, but your time zone. This was like a classic Rails programmer time zone bug. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you had that right at all.
1: Oh, I wish I had a test for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm gonna uh, let's see how good the Squarespace ads have been on other podcasts. So, uh, what do plans start at? Plans Erica?
1: start at.
0: I'm not looking
1: this up at all. Plan started at eight dollars a month. Uh
0: mm-hmm. huh. Includes a free domain name if you sign up for a year.
1: And that is what I call a steal.
0: <laughs> That's right. Okay. Uh, responsive. Loud back on. Yeah. Responsive design, which uh, which is super awesome. If you've had to do that, oh, that yeah. front end okay. uh, work,
1: the, having that alone, like just having having that come out of the box,
0: that alone is
1: worth eight dollars a month. Like. Have, I don't like doing
0: that. No, it's terrible. And that's even with like great tools. Like, you know, we talked about uh, Thoughtbot the other day. Mm-hmm. Have you used, um, uh, what's the name of their new framework? I'm going to uh, say it's bourbon or yeah. bitter because I'm drinking bourbon right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, bourbon. Yeah. So it, what an amazing, uh, uh, project to make your kind of, to clean up your views so that they're semantic. Just awesome.
1: I actually, I have not had a chance. I, I, would like to. I've heard about it. I would like to. I'd uh, like to play with it a bit.
0: Yeah. Well, there there are like four projects that go together. There's bourbon, neat, uh, bitters, and refills. I think are the four. And like refills is, are like the <clears throat> kind of like copy and paste templates for things you may reuse uh, now and then. Like if you need to do like a like a hamburger menu or a, or a little card or whatever. And then they've got bitters, which is like your like. Uh, style reset, and then, uh, <laughs> and I can never remember. I can never remember which one is which with with bourbon and neat. One of them is like a grid, and one of them is uh, uh, a bunch of um, like sas mixins for this and that. But altogether, it makes a tasty drink. Those,
1: uh, those, that was good. That was good. Uh, that was really good.
0: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. um,
1: and they they can name. They are they're really good at naming their projects. I just I like
0: them. What's your favorite gem name of all? Oh. Of all the gems.
1: that's You're putting me on the spot right now.
0: I'm going to say bourbon because I'm drinking it right now. It's <laughs> either cheating or drinking or drunk. Well, sure what, what
1: actually happened was uh, I was silent for about two minutes, and you just spliced in what I said
0: That's right. I could have said ocelot or dragon. <laughs> It's, can you imagine someone thinking, what the hell's Ocelot? I've never even heard of that
1: gem. <laughs> and like, they can't find it. They just can't find it.
0: Um, Figaro. Figaro
1: is my favorite name. Uh, uh, I like Figaro, just in general. I don't know what it's named. I think it's named after a cat from uh, one of the mm-hmm. Disney animated movies. But um.
0: Yeah, environment variables. I remember, I don't understand why, but when I was first programming Rails, environment variables, and, and when I was deploying to Heroku early, Environment variables seemed like, um, like black magic to me, and in hindsight, I have no idea why, because there's nothing black magic about them at all. Well, you're
1: touching it's uh, you're touching the, like the operating system. I guess, like, like, I guess it, so. it, it hurts. It hurts a little bit until you find uh, Figaro. Or now, yeah. um, now we'll be able to use secrets for that,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. There's secrets in Rails now, and and there's dot um, env. The mm-hmm. dot n gem, which I think plays well with uh Foreman, which you know I use for most projects to start up all the processes but anyways <clears throat> <laughs> all right we have we have two bullets left uh, right. uh, second to last is uh the uh, the commerce functionality so so tell me a little bit about it i 've never used squarespace's commerce functionality has so
1: work? the commerce functionality is um, it 's very much what I was modeling that product after where if you have a if you have a simple like one-off thing you want to sell, like a, an ebook, a video, something like that, uh, you can wrap it in a Squarespace page, I believe. And, uh, and it, mind you, this is from months ago, so I'm kind of going off of memory. But it's um, you, you can sell arbitrary products on on the site for uh, whatever it costs Stripe. So it's Stripe Stripe's fees are 30 cents um, for each transaction, and then 2.9 percent. I believe, and, um, and Squarespace doesn't take anything on top of that. Uh, wow. It's included in your product. Yeah. It's, how, how cool is that? Like They just pass it on. They, they, see, they see this as a clear value add uh, to you if you're trying to, to make that sell. So 8 bucks a month, to <laughs> you get a site, and then you can just start selling stuff as, uh, as needed. So that, that, that should either store. be
0: in the bullets. So I'm just going to be clear. I haven't audited Eric's claims. That, that either is a brilliant idea. Which they aren't doing, in which case this ad read is totally incorrect. I'm going to court. <laughs> <laughs> We're either in big trouble, but that's a good idea, <laughs> frankly. Free idea.
1: So the, the, um, the, the plans are... Uh, so we've got three, three plans, right? Eight, 8, 16, and 24. I'm still doing this from memory. Can you believe it? 8, 16, and 24. And uh, the first one, the first plan, 8, you get uh, one product, and you can accept donations. Second plan, the professional plan. I think is uh, <laughs> up to. T-
0: <laughs> I think it may be the most
1: popular. Also, it, it seems like it might be the most popular.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and you can sell up to twenty products, uh, so that that turns it into more of a store. Wow! Um, and then businesses, which you are at this point, if you're selling. If you're selling more than twenty products, you should be you should be calling yourself a business. Okay, uh, you can I sell unlimited. So. Yeah,
0: um, I, I, that's a crazy deal. I think that. Whether or not Squarespace adds it to future ad read uh, bullets for my reference, I'm going to add this detail to my bullets because I think I it's think super it's, great. I think it's 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 really really great. Um, I was digging through uh, the feature index right now, and um, <laughs> in your in your mind, yeah. I moments. mean, we're,
1: we're already time traveling for the podcast Might as well make it more interesting um but no the so so the the commerce integration stuff is it's fantastic and um the i don't know what one thing that i was really looking forward to in um what i was building was the ability to, to subscribe people and have a, a like a form uh to, to get people on the mailing list so i could let them know hey my, my product's ready to sell you can buy you can buy the book now it's it's ready for pre-order and you can do that with squarespace you can set up a, a mailing list and, and um, let them know whenever your products are ready.
0: That's awesome. I feel like we should put up one of those uh, like single-serving web pages that says like you know could my client's project be done on Squarespace for eight bucks a month instead of hiringme. dot com and then <laughs> <and laughs> you could just say like probably. <laughs> Dude, probably. Yeah, sure. I mean, not your. Well, it, I don't mean like, your clients. I mean the hypothetical.
1: Right. Right. It's how it, it depends
0: because that's my answer for everything. <laughs> That'll be the 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 contractor's answer. I like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, how many credit cards does someone need to start building their website today? Uh, none. Zero. <laughs> Zero. It <laughs> is the, that is correct. All right.
1: Uh, and uh, oh, here's a question I have. Uh, does
0: does Squarespace accept Diners Club cards? <laughs> uh, from your memory, I bet it's yes. I don't know. You don't know <laughs> I was
1: hoping that would uh that would pop up and I guess it is uh I guess it's on Stripe so let's say sure. I think diners diners club is like a I don't know. Is that still around? I don't even know. I think I don't know. One of one of the the phone job in in Pittsburgh. I don't know if we've gotten to that point in the podcast yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spoiler. I had a job where I worked the phones uh, for a gas company in Pittsburgh and one of the best things about it was we did accept Diners Club cards over the phone. Did anyone ever use it? No. No, we, one lady, one lady had a Diners Club card once. <laughs> It was amazing. Uh, we it was it. We called it. We called it a day after that.
0: Yeah, right. Now, did
1: you tell her that she's the only one ever, or? Uh, so I didn't get the call. Somebody else. did. So it was like a call center type <laughs> thing. And everybody else just like hung up their clients or hung up the hung up the calls and just watched as she punched in those magic numbers. And it turns out it's pretty much the same thing. I think it's just a Masters Club card now. So
0: well, I remember. just so. I just looked up Stripes cards that take Visa, MasterCard, American Express, Discover, and JCB. Is JCB related to Diners Club? I don't know. Let's, um, we should <laughs> keep everybody everybody on the line while we look this up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so, though. So, anyways. Well, if you,
1: have, if you have a JCB club, if you're one of the lucky folks who needs to accept JCB payments, man, do I have
0: a product for you. <laughs> exactly. All right. So let's, let's bring it home. Uh, when you listener decide or Eric, I'm going to talk to you, Eric, when you Eric decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code unicorn to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for the Ruby on rails podcast. So thank you to Squarespace for supporting five by five and the Ruby on rails podcast Squarespace, a better web starts with your website. (laughs) <laughs> no, I think sense. we should I, th- I want to know Cool
1: um, So I, I fell down my stairs I mean, if anybody asks I got in a fight and you should see the other guy But I actually fell down my stairs And um, had to uh, I was out of commission I couldn't use my arm for uh, four weeks I think I, I waited for surgery for two Then surgery Like after surgery I had another two weeks of uh, healing And then it was just I could use my arm again uh, it was crazy just how quickly that happened, but it was still, those four weeks were a nightmare. Um, people kept asking, uh, what, what hand are you? Like, are you right-handed or left-handed? I had broken my left arm. And I'm like, it doesn't matter because I need, I need both of my hands on the home row. Well, don't you understand? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you weren't going to like hunt and peck with one hand? For oh, the- no, no, no. I tried. I tried. It was, it was rough. Um, I bought uh dragon dictate
1: to try and like to try and write code examples with my mouth, which was a terrible idea. <laughs> it doesn't work. It does not work at all. So I just kind of resigned myself to uh, just laying on the couch comfortably most of the time. And uh, one, one thing I wanted to uh, thank the, th- uh, the folks at ThoughtBot for, they, uh, their uh, Learn Prime thing, which I'm just kind of dropping out here. I would subscribed to it like two days before I, um, I fell, and just watching watching those examples because I was curious about it. Watching watching their videos and everything was really helpful from a like a psychological perspective. I, just, I felt like I was coding again. It was nice.
0: So I have not. Uh, I know nothing about um, Learn Prime from Thoughtbot, even though I love basically all of Thoughtbot's <laughs> work. What's what is it?
1: It's it's fascinating. It is a. Uh, it, it's effectively. Let me think of the best way to describe it. So they're they're taking uh, all of these one-off projects that they want to do, um, books, video tutorials, um, courses, and they, I think they also bundle in uh, mentorship as well. And uh, they bundle it into just, it's like a, a SaaS, like it's a, it's a product as a service where if you pay a monthly fee, you get access to all of this stuff depending on the monthly fee, you get different levels of, of access to things. And it's really, really well-structured and well-thought-out um i i'm a huge fan of it I would really um the this testing stuff one of the big problems that i 'm i'm faced with is the long tail of of keeping up with people 's habits and things
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um it's if if I could find a way to do that uh because i've i've found myself just uh last week I was just doing calls or hangouts with people one to to you know get an idea into their head two to practice talking to people about testing so i wouldn't come on here and
0: throw up on the air um but you wouldn't fall down the stairs i wouldn't fall air. down the
1: stairs while we're talking <laughs>
0: <laughs> no okay back back to that for one second okay. so what does get blamed you know like like so you, the usual suspects are slippers which would be awesome if that's what it was i mean that awesome you broke your arm but slippers isn't. It would, be a, <laughs> would be a funny reason uh, alcohol uh
1: no it was in the morning and i was going to a doctor's appointment ironically and uh, well, well
0: or conveniently
1: depending on well how you no because it was a different kind of it was a, it was a head doctor not a an arm doctor mm. so, and this is the second time this has happened in my life like i had broken my thumb because i was uh on my way to uh i don't know i had like a flu or something and i just slammed my thumb in the car door sorry everybody for saying that but, <laughs> uh yeah no i slipped uh, i had wet boots fell down the stairs
0: yeah. I um I don't, so I don't me This either. is the second time on the way to a, like a some sort of general practice doctor that you hurt yourself. Yeah. Oh man.
1: I uh, it's 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 been an interesting year. <laughs>
0: oh, in one year.
1: Oh, uh, no, no. That was that was when I was a kid. But it's just been a generally interesting year.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so are you still doing this uh, this Thoughtbot Prime? Time? I'm
1: not, um, because uh, it, it was just. It was more of a financial thing. Like I was kind of trying to uh bring back or bring down my, my expenses. Like it was a really cool product and um I, I you know, I, I hope that mentioning it here will will absolve myself of just going in and leaving. But <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this is how
0: you're giving back to open. This is source. me giving back to that community. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, but it's
1: really it was it was really helpful and I was it was more of a I was I was curious about what they were doing I wanted to see what the actual product was like and it turns out I just got this amazing amount of value even though I wasn't I'm not I mean I'm not a a, a, a green developer anymore I'm still there's still plenty that I can learn and I don't think I'll ever consider myself an expert on anything but um, it was it was nice that there was still stuff in there um, that I was able to just fill my day day with while I wasn't while I couldn't code
0: so not to, this may be pouring salt in a, in a wound to ask this question, but, so like compare what you'd imagine you'd get out of that for two years, plus like associated work related to, to doing it compared to say DeVry. Uh, yeah,
1: it's, it's impressive. Like, I, I don't know if it's, I don't know if we are in some sort of, um, you know, self education or a federated education Renaissance, but or if it's just the fact that I've been on the internet more and, and I'm in this this space where this is a more common thing but I've noticed just this uptick of hey we know something here is how we can teach it to you um, for much less than what you would need for a private loan um, yeah. It's
0: just it's exciting. Way less, it's like one
1: tenth yeah it's very very cool I'm and um, I, I I feel like not just uh, not, not that it's just a, a business opportunity but it's a responsibility of mine as someone who has put time into researching something and and, and thought about something to uh, participate in that like, well, now that you're 27 now that i'm 27 i mean <laughs> yeah. i mean i almost i've got like a few years left honestly i keep falling down these stairs
0: <laughs> that's right just don't get sick <laughs> again so so why why write a book
1: i don't uh, know
0: I mean, was, you know, they're always they're like the joke the punchline answers to that question that people say. But uh but like what what's your reason?
1: I um actually I have a perfectly good uh, good, good answer. And it's two parts. One, um I
0: am No, oh, I'm not judging. I mean any answer is Oh no, fine. no no no
1: it's... <laughs> okay, I've told you I went to Devry and I fell down my stairs. Okay, <laughs> we're <laughs> everything's on the table here. Um would you like I'm afraid of snakes and uh let's see yeah, yeah. spiders for me. Uh, spiders are the worst. My God. <laughs> Why don't spiders give some of their legs to a snake? Seriously. Like, then they would both be normal.
0: <laughs> is, is that like a... Oh, okay, so let's take a, a left turn there for a second. <laughs> that sounds like one of those jokes that you've got loaded up for, like, a, a dinner party when you're out with your, you know, your significant other and some friends. Or did you just come up with that joke?
1: Sean, I... Uh, I just that just fell out of my mouth. I'm really? sure
0: it's 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 been said before. I'm certain. <laughs> um, now, now, do you know you've heard it elsewhere, or I do you're not. You're just uh, sort of that guessing. Was,
1: yeah, I made that connection because usually I the, the rant is I hate snakes. They don't have enough legs. Um, but you would give me the uh, the alley to the oop of spiders.
0: Yeah. And I don't know. I was able to put together. I think it's a good. I think you should add it to your repertoire. Well, thank you. I I will. I definitely will. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like.
1: Uh, I hate snakes. I like uh, that. That was put together. Like, about
0: four <laughs> le- four legged things. Um, I, another thing that uh, I don't
1: know if I don't know if we've mentioned this at all. Um, I do. I, I was terrible at public speaking, and I wanted to get better at it, so I started. Uh, I, I attended a, I wanted to attend an, uh, an improv class, mm. and none of them were available at the time, so I took a sketch uh, writing class, mm. and have uh, been doing like as a hobby. Um, writing and performing sketch stuff, like sketch comedy things.
0: I like the idea that to get better at public speaking, you took a writing class.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that was. <laughs> Look, I've got, I've got a limited amount of time. Right. The 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 clock is ticking, Sean. That's right. <laughs> like, I can't wait for another improv class. I now you
0: don't. no, okay. So, if, if when did you take the the writing improv class?
1: I was in. Um, let's see. I say that was in 2011, maybe 2012.
0: So do you think that uh, compare your uh, interview, podcast interviews would be skills uh, now to, to before then? Do you think that it made like a big difference?
1: I think it did. Yeah, I think um, having, having something that makes you go outside of your, your comfort level or your comfort zone is just very helpful, especially when it makes you talk to people that you've never met and, and face those unknowns. Right. So, it's different um, because it, this is more of a conversation and with the with the, the, the sketches like it's completely, it's planned. I know exactly what I'm going to say and I can get feedback just based off of laughter, not after, not off of, uh, or, or lack of laughter which is often the
0: case because <laughs> the shows are terrible. But <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, so why'd you write a book?
1: Why did I write a book? Right, there we go. Um, why did I write a book? Because uh, two things. Uh, one, because I uh, I've, I've Friends with uh, friends with Amy Hoy. I um, I took the the whole thirty by five hundred uh, product class that, that she does, and, and it's just it fits like that's a lifestyle that's that's fit me. I don't know what that is. So what what yeah. is, is? Oh, cool. I'm just plugging everybody else's business today. This is great. Um, <laughs>
0: right, you're aggressively making friends.
1: Yes, I gotta, I got to make sure I can set up uh, an affiliate an affiliate <laughs> voice. That's what I do. Right. Anyway, um, yeah, it's uh, it's like a a product development class uh, i think they started doing a uh, a boot camp as well but it's focusing on identifying needs and pains and uh in in node audiences instead of waiting on an idea to happen and uh, like what my clients mostly do uh is come to me with an idea it's more of a proactive process of um like i want to i want to find an idea i want to find a thing that will clearly make money and clearly uh, be a a product that i can handle supporting and building So, um, one of the things that I was working on was a competitor to, um, I guess Gumroad now is a big thing, but like a, Gumroad. uh, Gumroad. Man, I'm just, I gotta stop doing this.
0: Right. This is just Uh, my shtick. I act like I don't know things. (laughs) (laughs) It's not um, at all. I had no idea. I'm going to start saying that
1: whenever I don't know anything. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is a bit I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, come on. Character. Um... (laughs) Derek, he doesn't know anything.
0: Um, <laughs> I heard, I heard a, an expression, by the way, for that. There's like a, a name from the movies that I heard on the Incomparable podcast. Mm-hmm. The... Uh, now I'm going to forget it. The... Uh, oh, it's like the ignorant eunuch, but it wasn't ignorant. Huh. Anyways, there, there's an expression in, like, I don't know, literary or, or film reviews that is like the the character that plays the foil for... The other character, the thing that transmits, like the conduit for the audience to okay. be like let in on the on the knowledge that you gotcha. need to understand the whole thing,
1: yeah, like a, like a, a, a an exposition, um, like trigger, like a, a mechanic for that.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Like- so there's there's like a name there's a name for it that uh, uh it came up on the incomparable because apparently uh, Dennis Miller, who was in <laughs> the net that that awful movie back <laughs> whenever, he he described his character as the the something eunuch and of, of course i don't remember the name now but anyhow so I love it I not love not, it. not I mean in, that's a thing that exists i'm not intentionally be, i'm just actually being that <laughs> <laughs> all right so um, gumroad is is what
1: gumroad is a uh it's a sales platform um and gumroad they're really good like they're pretty much the reason why i stopped working on this thing um but before that I'm trying to think of who the other there's just this weird space that it seems like nobody had worked on their website since 1997 or uh, no, 2007 wrong decade. And, um, so, so the, the technology was there for you. If you wanted to create this like one-off product, you wanted to sell your own books, you wanted to sell, um, access like tickets to a, a, a webinar that you were hosting. Um, this would make it easy for you to sell that stuff as quickly as possible uh, by by linking like a, a Stripe or a PayPal account. Right. And um, I did not like any of the solutions out there uh, again until Gumroad came along um, and ended up just rolling my own and uh, trying to find the best way to, uh, to market it. Unfortunately, I did the wrong thing in that entire process and um, was just kind of building something that I felt. And uh, the book came up actually – as, uh, well, I don't know how to test. It would be great if I could test this thing that I was building. I should write a book on tests. So the book on tests was actually a test book for this other uh, product that okay. I just threw away and kept the book.
0: Got it. So, What what book on testing did you read in your quest to to learn that you think made the biggest impact on you?
1: Um, I actually didn't read any. Uh, I, I don't think there were any books on testing that that stood out. It was all of the other books that I read. Um, Sandy Metz, uh, Object Oriented Design.
0: I don't remember exactly what it's called. Yeah, the the Object Oriented on Rails. She, pra- Practical. Uh, I always see people use the, like, an ac, uh, abbreviations, P O O D R. Okay, yeah, so that. Pr- practical Object Oriented Design on Rails.
1: Such uh, amazing book. Uh, it, it's, it, it was just so helpful. And it, uh, I think it was the second book to hit me in the face with something, with that that just made everything I was trying to figure out click.
0: And that I'll, was, I'll take the bait. What's the first one?
1: <laughs> the first one uh, was well, I was hoping I would have enough time to remember it.
0: Um, oh, okay. I thought I was <laughs> being was, set up for a punchline here. No, no, no.
1: no. It's, <laughs> that's the problem. Whenever I, I mention the sketch stuff, I I, I tend to lead into uh, this is these are all just bad jokes now. <laughs> <laughs> um it was Eloquent Ruby. That was the one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Those Eloquent are Ruby. those are like two of my five also I'd say. Fantastic
1: books. Yeah. Uh, and I read Eloquent Ruby first and it hit me with uh, just one line and uh, he was just talking about spike code and he's like, "But you aren't using spike code in production, are you?" Like that was the exact line. He's like, "Oh man, I am." Oh god. Okay. Yeah. And that was that was it. Like that that set off a whole chain of processes. And then um, Sandy Metz uh, nailed the um, like she didn't even touch tests until she had the entire uh, plan in place, like the the entire uh, design of the um, applica- application in place. And then like it was just a quick yeah. Look, you've got all these objects here. You know how they're going to fit together. Now you can write a test. Then you can build them. Then you can actually write them.
0: Like. So it so was. I, I like that book, although I I kind of eye rolled a little bit about that part. Yeah. Like it, there aren't that many things that I've ever worked on that that I would even have, um, even if I spent you know forty hours more than that, four hundred hours, you know, planning that I wouldn't get you know one weekend and go oh <laughs> right. oh they, uh, there's that thing that I didn't think about right revealed and itself.
1: It's uh it, it's I think the the problem let me think because i think
0: i just lost the thread in my head uh you should blame me that's okay i'm, I do. I'm, I'm the slip, I do entirely. Slip, i'm the slippers in this
1: <laughs> what other what other like straw men type things can we can we make you like there's <laughs> scapegoat that's right <laughs> you're the slippers jesus i just got that. <laughs> oh. i'm tumbling down the stairs um <laughs> it was and it wasn't like a uh oh look at all of look at how much work you have to do ahead of time it was um look at how simple it is to test now that you know that these objects are fit together in this c- configuration, you know, and, and it's, it's not necessarily like how I, I put together everything, but it's, it was a, um, so if, if the spike code thing led me to, uh, was the first part of figuring out application design before the, um, look at what you already know and, or look at what you've already learned in this book. That was the second part of it. So, um, we could, if you want to talk about like the, the process that I lay out, like the, the habit that I think uh, needs to change, we can do that. It's up to you. I would like to.
0: Excellent, excellent. So I'm, I'm taking your lead, <laughs> dance partner. <laughs> hey, <laughs> keep your hands where I can see. <laughs> um,
1: all right. So so I'd mentioned early on that the you know, the testing the, the TDD tdd process mostly the tdd process starts uh write a test watch it fail make a pass refactor um i started digging into what happens first and um, there are problems if you are a new rails developer um that that come up that don't come up if you've been you know building stuff for maybe two or three years so those problems are you don't know a lot of code that you're writing um Everything that you're writing is mostly exploratory code to figure out how you'll solve something. And so the amount of time that you spend researching and figuring out stuff is is much, much bigger than it will be, uh, much, much longer than it will be later on. So that's a spike. You shouldn't be working in a spike. That's true. But um, you've already spent, like, way more time than you wanted to in that. Why would you throw that code away? So um, what needs to be done is to, to firewall that. Um, so... Hmm. Let me think where I was going with that. We'll start at the beginning. There's a, a focus uh, that needs to be put on requirement gathering. Um, right now, if you aren't writing tests and uh, if you're still learning Rails and you're talking to like, a client or a project manager about a feature, the first thing you do is you figure out what you're going to be building. You, you get enough in your head that you can start imagining how it will work and um, enough to just kind of go off on your own and start building stuff. Um, what needs to happen is that needs to turn into a trigger for you to actually ask more questions and think about uh, gather more requirements. like stay on that uh, mindset without trying to solve the code yet. And that's a hard habit to break of wanting to figure out how to build that thing that you can you start getting excited about. So talking to as many people as you can that are involved, or if it's in your own head, just dedicate like double to triple the amount of time that you spend. Uh, brainstorming and and coming up with features will help reveal those those requirements without thinking about code at all. Um, did that make sense?
0: Yeah, I mean, it reminds me of the the secret to problem solving. Yeah, it's which is it, know know what problem you're solving.
1: Yeah, exactly. That that that's it. No, like the the answer to knowing what you're test or knowing what you need to test is to know what you need to test. Yeah. Uh, so.
0: I used can, to, so at that trucking company I mentioned, I, I was responsible for, amongst some other things, uh, um, was called lean six Sigma, which is like the, the engineering engineered stats, heavy approach to how you improve like huge systems. Huh. And, uh, it's a blend of lean and six Sigma, you know, lean being about flow and waste and six Sigma being about, about, uh, Statistical process control, really anyways um, but the punchline of every single book and every you know consultant uh, uh, pitch or engagement or project is always that you know you need to know what the problem is that's your mm-hmm. problem mm-hmm. is your you're solving for unknown you know objectives and, and uh, the uh,
1: the the unfortunate end of every uh, client project that you don't do that in is just that that long scope creep scope creep is i don't know there, there are two people to blame for scope scope creep yourself
0: and and, and obama yeah, I, I guess <laughs> that seems like a you know, that seems like the <laughs> thing people do now <laughs> oh god yeah that's fantastic yeah.
1: <laughs> um yeah okay so uh yeah it's it's your fault we're not planning the project appropriately appropriately and obama's fault that's just, it just because just because uh <laughs> and and no three people it's also your fault sean
0: because you're you're
1: you're the your yeah. burden you're you're um, the shoulder i'm burden.
0: gonna stand in as the i'm gonna stand in <laughs> as obama in this moment. <laughs> all right so it's your fault <laughs> right we'll keep it to two no
1: it's um and that's accusatory i don't mean that like there there are problems that come up but um and there's not, there's not an easy way to do that. It's just something that you have to like practice, 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 um, practice, figuring out what the features will do and what people are asking for much, much, uh, as often as you can. And that's, that's something that I I really, really want to include somehow, uh, in, in another part
0: of this like education that I'm kind of building. So, so I've become convinced in step zero. So I'm looking at your five steps here of, you know, uh, write a test, watch it fail. Write some code, watch it pass. Refactor. You know your standard TDD kind of workflow. Yeah. So okay, my my step zero for when, when I talk to anyone about learning to test is become a bad programmer. <laughs> I love that. I yeah. love it because like here's here's my rationale for why. So I didn't learn how to program until like <laughs> relatively later in life, and um, I didn't test at all to start with. Now now I I I'd say I'm like a pretty okay um, TDD practitioner. Um, you know, I, I'm, uh, consistent and, and that's how I write code, mm-hmm. but I didn't, you know, I may be rationalizing my own path here. So beware of that. But, <laughs> but like I, I wouldn't have had the first prayer of, of writing the testing code that I write now when I first was learning how to program, cause I wasn't a good pro I wasn't a programmer. Right. right. So, so like, okay, right. So not only do I have to write the program that does the thing that I need to do, but I also have to write the program that tests the thing. Well, guess what? I can barely like, you know, connect two things. Yeah. yeah
1: that, that's, that's a, a fantastic point because the testing itself is not just TDD. It is also a flag. Like having, having tests, If you're writing tests and everything, it's great for your application and all that. It's great to, you know, it makes your life easier. It makes just supporting new things and and maintaining your applications much, much easier. That's the thing. That's the argument that people start with um, in any article that they're writing about. Um, The big thing is that when you're writing tests, it's just this flag. It's like a watermark of being, like when you're finally getting in that habit, getting in that flow, you're writing better code. Because you're a better programmer, not because of the test, but just because of sure uh, where you're at like in, in, in the maturity of like in that journey of, from like uh, novice to expert, you're progressing and and knowing that you want to add tests to that is just like that's part of that whole process and so there's that's the hard thing that's the hard thing to articulate and to, to show that um, you become and, and you must be just a better programmer to write these tests to figure out this and it, it just kind of falls into place.
0: Well that's why I, so I think that the I think that when you're a bad like when you're a novice programmer you're not even a bad programmer yet you're just not a programmer. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's hard to get into the feedback loop that TDD provides because you get stuck at the you get stuck at the beginning like you like mm-hmm. don't know how to express yourself in tests which is just programming in a way that that is, uh, effective. So then you end up, you know, kind of wandering around there. And I, I think, you know, Hey, just go whatever the path is to writing as many lines of code in as many domains as possible. So you actually have like a basic tool set that seems like a, an undervalued experience. Cause then when you come and let's say, then I read your book, then I'd be like, Oh, okay. I don't have to, like when when the book says like put on your shoes cuz we're going to go for a run I'm not like what are shoes and how do right. I tie them right. I'm like oh okay I know how to put on shoes so I'm going to do that and then we'll yeah. get on with it That's that is the target audience for my book like the my the people that, that I'm bad programmers no,
1: <laughs> no uh people who run um, Yeah right I'm not I'm not good at marketing by the way <laughs> Um but the no the the the, the type of person that I, I want to write i want to read this book and and that i'm kind of targeting here is somebody who has enough of uh rails under their belt that they know the rail stuff like they know uh, they're not confused about that anymore like they're not learning it anymore they may have even tried tried testing and just let it fall mm-hmm. uh, because uh it's it is extra stuff that you don't need in order to have an application that works like you can you can eyeball Everything you can you can test it manually. That's fine, and um, this is just a a refinement of your of your skills. Maybe right. a, maybe a year or two years after you've been working on Rails stuff.
0: So so I still don't know why you why you wrote the book. Is it is it like a this is how you want to make money for this year or is oh, it gotcha. is uh, it so uh, like scratching some some teaching itch or what?
1: It, it, uh, I'm writing this book because uh, I I wanted to figure out how to write a book. Like I like writing. Writing a book just seemed like a good way to do it. Um, <laughs> right, <laughs> seems like a better way than most other ways to learn. How to yeah. write a book. <laughs> um so it was an inter- it was a self education process, both for the testing and for the writing of the book. Uh, Too, I want yet yeah, I want to make money off of this. Like, I would like to. Um, I, I really, really like teaching. Like, that is a thing that I'm just very. I, I'm excited about it, and and I get excited about programming. I get excited about building stuff with uh, with Rails. I get far more excited about showing people how to program stuff with Brails. so like being able to smash all that stuff together it just it's it's delightful and so um, if I can find a way and and I think this book is just like a first step in in that process of kind of owning I don't know, own, owning this education area and uh, building off of it i you know i don't want to the last thing I want to do is is build an empire that nickel and dimes everybody who's trying to learn something new about Rails. Um, cause I, I mean, I've seen that happen, and that's not something that's interesting to me. What I would like to do is just have, um, have this be the thing that I focus on and have enough uh, income from these different you know, testing education things to support that in a way that I don't worry about it and I can give the
0: best that I, that I need to. This sort of relates to that, but how do you feel about pairing? With? I hate pairing. Yeah. I'm, uh, and it's only because I've
1: had bad experiences.
0: I've. My, <laughs> so, so you want to teach people just, just not that intimately. <laughs> I, uh, I do. It's, i, hear, I've been I on totally get side. that. Yeah,
1: I um, I don't hate pairing. I don't, I don't hate a lot of things.
0: Uh,
1: I hated the experience that I had with programming. You hate oh. snakes? You say. I hate snakes. Well, they're evil. Uh, <laughs> right. They, they can <laughs> kill you. The double they, thing I, too. Yeah they just they want you dead like that's the thing spiders are the same too like they're very tiny poison delivery systems
0: i had no idea that spiders wanted us dead they do yeah it explains things
1: i have a newsletter that you should subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) i have some literature that i'd like you to read (laughs) Uh (laughs)
0: uh-oh
1: um but i've so the where were we like Two maybe a minute and a half ago,
0: we <laughs> uh, we were uh, talking about pairing. Pairing, there we go. Um,
1: so I've I mean I've contracted, I've been contracting. I fit into that um, into that role, uh, that intimate talking with one or two people who are invested in a project and just doing most of the most of the stuff myself. I've worked on teams, I've done that, but I've also tried to get full time positions. Tried is the operate operating the prime word here, uh, <laughs> <Smart>. <laughs> because. Man, last last year I have I have just job application nightmares because I don't know I choke during technical interviews. They they terrify me
0: because it's just I like, feel how, like, like how so like give give me the horror story from the last year
1: horror story. All right, so um,
0: I've name, name names too. Leave not, no stone unturned.
1: <laughs> I have pictures. I know their addresses. <laughs> All right. I don't know that. If anybody, if any of you are listening, I don't know anything about you. I like you, actually. <laughs> I'll send you something in the mail that's not. uh, It's candy. Anyway, um, all right. So horror stories, two of them. One uh, simple. I don't. Whenever I'm talking to a a developer on a technical interview, I just start to choke. Like this is nice. You and I. This is a conversation about a thing. Like high level stuff. I feel like I'm being interrogated for murdering somebody, (laughs) and it's just it's terrifying because like at, at the beginning I'm confident. No, I didn't. I didn't murder them at all. I wasn't even there. I was uh, falling down my stairs. Like, look, I have an alibi. But th- by the end, I feel like, no, I totally murdered them. Like, they convinced me that I, I, I'm just awful.
0: So, and like, let's say you were a suspected member of Al-Qaeda, uh-huh. and the CIA had you, and they have detained you, and now you're, you're in their custody and being questioned. Like, do you think you're the guy that they could convince oh, was, yeah. was in on it, and then all yeah. of a sudden comes to the whole thing?
1: Yeah, and, and uh, just just in case... I am not a member of Al-Qaeda. Just, oh, no, it's, it's a hypoth- this is a hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, uh, man, I am very easy to convince. Uh, I, it's just, I, I just feel like I'm wasting their time. If they're trying to interrogate me so badly, like, maybe I can help them by just admitting to it and spending 20 years in jail. So.
0: I think that'd be a great answer to, like, in an interview and how sometimes people ask the question, like, tell me something you'd like to improve about yourself. I say, well, you know, I... I could be convinced I'm part of Al-Qaeda and I really wish that wasn't the case.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, that, that, yeah, that's a, uh, that would seal the deal.
0: <laughs> okay, so, so you, you're, you're in the conversation with the the it's other programmer and, yeah, and they, is, ma- um, uh, they make I mean, you feel two inches tall.
1: Yeah, make me feel two inches tall. Now on, uh, like, I, I think in, in this, uh, I, I had mentioned that it, it was a, a, a JavaScript focused, um, Role like they had mentioned that, that they were looking for someone with some front-end experience, and so I had mentioned that you know I've I've worked with both uh, you know, I've I've worked with Backbone and I've worked with uh, I, I prefer to roll my own with uh, jQuery and I've used uh, Miraculous or uh, Scriptaculous. And did you know that Scriptaculous is very close? Like it, it just based off of how the uh, the domain name is broken up, it's very close to porn. It is very close to an adult website. I
0: was unaware.
1: It is I am aware now because they told me at the end of the uh, at the end of the call. So you said like go to
0: www.someversionofscriptaculous.com. you know some version of scriptaculus dot you know and and they and you sent them to a, a porn site?
1: Yes. And oh, in my awesome. email I was just like accident like I, I put the dot in the wrong space or at the wrong wrong place they looked, clicked on it they knew the entire time during the conversation or the interview and they let it drop on me
0: right at the end because they're because they're funny or because they're jerks
1: uh i don't know i don't know i mean
0: <laughs> that's that, that seems to indicate which one
1: i think it should be something that they shouldn't have told me at all <laughs> but now i have the story so for like two days man i was i was off was, yeah, I, I
0: think I say. think that there's only two. I think I think it's reasonable for them to tell you and say, like, oh, man, that's funny. Ha ha. Now, now we've broken the ice and we share a funny story. Or just, it like, was, let it go.
1: No, it was a, uh, it was a,
0: it ended up being a very demeaning, like,
1: by the way, um, you sent us a link to porn. You're going to want to, you're going to want to fix that as you're sending out more applications. Like oh, that, come on. That's how they told got, you no? Oh, yeah. It couldn't have gotten more clear. Like, it was, or it couldn't have been delivered in a worse way that's really bad really funny though really really. (laughs) like it is yeah i'm just i'm just pouring my my heart out here
0: well you won't make that mistake again no i won't uh yeah (laughs) and uh, so the other time the
1: pairing is where this started uh my my other really really awful uh technical interview was i had to um I i was told that it was just going to be a a technical interview no pair programming. I was very clear. Like, I, I had asked, like, are we going to pair about this? I would like to know um, what we'll be working on so I can do a little research and prepare myself, like I would do at a job and like I do with my work. So uh, they said no. and uh,
0: We prefer improv.
1: They pr- they said that I wasn't going to be doing that at all. And turns out, uh, when I talked to the developer, he was uh, – he was a very very nice uh, nice nice fellow. He his native language language was uh, Spanish, but he was in Berlin at the time, so the connection was terrible. Oh no, boy! Uh, I had to uh, program. I had to write tests for FizzBuzz on his computer with a poorly uh, a, a, a Vim like Vim was not set up at all. Like I'd ask like, okay, well, if I'm going to be using your computer, first of all, why couldn't I use my computer? Anyway, if I'm going to be using your your machine. <laughs> Uh, can I use Vim? I said, yeah, I've got it set up, no problem. And it was nothing, like, it, it nothing, nothing uh, worked the way I wanted it to, so it was just, that was a nightmare. I couldn't solve the fizz, I, I could solve the fizz buzz, couldn't write any tests for it, couldn't do, it, it was, it was a, a panic attack every 15 minutes, so.
0: This is, uh. these are, and these are the two worst, there are other bad ones too, I bet. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I prefer, uh, demonstrating through pairing. And I like, um, I so I, I've recently become uh, acquainted with uh, this, this really nice guy named uh, Brandon Hilkert, I think is his name. He just launched a, a, a Rails or a, a Ruby gem book uh, maybe a lot, two weeks ago, and he's been he's been oh, doing yeah. I saw that too.
0: go around the Twitter.
1: Yeah, he's a. Uh, uh, he is also uh, just outside of Philadelphia, and we did this weird thing where we followed each other on Twitter like at the same time because he was talking at Philly RB, and I had just put out this fixtures article, and we didn't weren't sure why the each of like why the other was following each other. So, uh, but yeah, we've started talking, and he's doing he's he's moving over to uh, he wanted to give fixtures and um, mini test a shot, and I was just kind of I have had some free time, and so I've just would I would do a video call with him and. Uh, he would show me things that were really cool, and I would show him things that were really cool about um, like many tests and fixtures. And it's just been, it's been neat. It's been neat doing that kind of pairing where it's like, look at this, look at this. We solve a problem together with our own editors. Like it's not a formal pairing where we're both
0: driving the same thing, but right. It was nice. So speaking of uh, Ruby gems, have you written any open source uh, libraries that that you've released? I have I've got uh,
1: three I've actually I'm, I'm happy with with where I'm at uh, what what has happened in the past year uh, because I, I pushed my first Ruby gem uh, I want to say it was like right after Christmas last year or uh, the year, two years ago two Christmases ago and it was just like a, a wrapper around the zip tax API that would let you calculate sales tax based off of a zip code mm-hmm. um, I needed it for like, I, I needed it for that one project that I was working on that with that sales platform thing. And uh, that was fun. It was uh, terrible. It, <laughs> it, it, it works. <laughs> right. It still works. People, people use it. People have been forking it. Uh, I te- went back and tested it, but it works perfectly fine, I think. Um, I added a, uh, I have a, a token phrase generator that I was doing for, again, the same project, that instead of having a, a string of characters for things like uh, password resets or invoices, anything that you need a unique token, it instead just uses a phrase. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Token Phrase, and it uh, that, that was just a, a fun little thing to do. I have you
0: have a, many stars on GitHub for this project.
1: I uh, don't know how that happened.
0: Do you? Okay, let's <laughs> let's check your your GitHub vanity. Oh God! How many stars? And you have to be honest. How many stars does this project have?
1: Um, I know this actually. It's like sixty.
0: Oh, 77. Hello,
1: <laughs> <laughs> ladies. Ladies, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Um, So yeah, there's that. uh, So the token phrases was the most fun. Um, I did. I I have a little bootstrap, like a style bootstrap thing that I packaged up into an engine. That's just I got sick of looking at ugly, uh, ugly projects when I first started out. Just include that for the base styles. Uh, That's that's fun. I like that little thing. Uh, Instead of using uh, Twitter Bootstrap, it's just my own little thing. This is just it. it. Steel toe i 'm looking steel at. toe steel toe bootstrap, yeah, yeah. I thought it was
0: uh, painfully clever I think i like I, I like your uh, name on github G- generic steel thank you thank it's you I, it's I solid.
1: Uh, yeah I, I had a problem where I was
0: trying to uh,
1: we actually I was I was doing looking into you uh, whenever I first sent you that email of hey i 'm new here, I want to talk about rails testing stuff, and um, I was doing a little research on you. And I found out we have something weird in common. It's that we both have a, uh, a UK footballer who may be retired um, <laughs> of the same name <laughs> that uh, just shows up more appropriately in Google search results. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. true. It's, uh, he's, I think he's very well known.
1: Yes, Eric Steele. Also, uh, relatively well known. I think he's a coach now. I don't know.
0: Yeah. But, um, yeah my, uh, my name is also the name of the lead character in uh, the movie um, Mystic River. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah.
1: We should do. Um, we should do some type of like buddy cop movie. Right. Yeah. Uh, Steele Steel and Divine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I. So I. This is a, a vain thing to admit, but. So I'm barely known on Twitter and I switched to it a few years ago, just in case I ever had a podcast so that I could say I'm barely known on Twitter.
1: It, it, it cracks me up every time I hear it. So well done. Good Thank planning. You. Good foresight. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I had, had no idea it
0: was ever going to be used, but I, I, it was like, what if I had, and then I ended up having this thing and which was, was just to fulfill that, that dream. It's.
1: This is why. This is. We're just fulfilling that one day.
0: But just, just
1: like the old lady said, yeah. just like Punxsutawney Phil predicted. Exactly. That one day. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's generic steel. That's where that came from. I. They, I. Eric Steele is not available anywhere, and uh, my fiance threw that at me, and I, I loved it. So I've used that every ever since generic. Steel. I like the
0: I like that your fiance came up with it. Yeah. Hey is. Eric, you're you're kind of like. Dull, like a little generic. Yeah, you're, there's nothing really great about you. <laughs> it fits. Uh,
1: yeah, it, it, like when I'm looking at you with your family, like you don't stand out at all. Oh, that's funny. Um, and she's—I mean, she's—I'm—I'm I'm lucky, but she's the reason I, I can remember the, the day, the moment, whenever I got into web development and web design at to because I was going for um, forensics, like computer forensics. And which way more deVry focused or, uh, but computer forensics computer forensics what like, does that uh, mean that means like uh, just finding like data trails and, and and figuring out how people used computers like more like computer like archaeology like how where where did this data go where is this data now like in in police investigations yeah. okay security. so what,
0: what it sounds like then yeah
1: it's it's it was attractive um, but it, it just was not my thing it bored me and so i asked uh i asked um, amber like what 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 am i good at what do i do like what do i like and she just looked at me like right in the eyes she said internet <laughs> and <was> like, that...
0: <laughs> like intentionally that being funny or or yeah
1: i mean it was it was an honest answer but it was also uh an homage to that uh, that slowed down jeff goldblum uh videos right <laughs> i'd say internet oh, that's funny but it was like that was it. It was an honest answer, and like that day, I switched my major to web uh, graphic design, and it was it was awesome. So
0: that's fun. So you knew her before then, but you met her at Devry.
1: I met her at Devry. Changed my yeah, changed my major because of her. All right. You know. All
0: right. So let's let's uh, let's wrap up by talking about Rails a little sure. bit. Sure. So uh, ha- ha- what's your relationship with Rails like right now?
1: Um, I would say it's complicated. Okay. No, it's actually very positive. Um, we're engaged. I gave it a promise ring. Yeah, that's uh, nice. No, it's I, I love Rails. I work in Rails every day. Um, every project that I... I, I keep on spinning up uh, example projects for this book. And um, I get to play with uh, Rails 4 a lot. Um, I'm very excited for Rails 4.1 because there are a lot of things in there that um, make my life a little bit easier. Specifically, uh, the, the time... Tests like the time test helpers, so we don't have to use time cop anymore. Not that I don't like time cop, but it's just it's one of those things that it's nice to to have this included. Um, Maybe bloat, but I still I still enjoy it. Um,
0: Well, I I, you know sometimes I wonder if I'm missing something because my relationship with Rails is not all that complicated. Like I like it, and it's it's not complicated. Not even a like I don't. That doesn't mean that, like, like I sort of see it uh, the same as I do with, you know, some relationships with good friends. It's not that I couldn't pick out something that they could do better. Right. But that hardly seems like the focus of a relationship is to say, like, you know, is there anything that this this person or project is deficient in whatsoever?
1: I don't know. That's what I based most of of my human relationships on.
0: (laughs) Is is auditing their flaws.
1: It's a constant audit. It's a constant (laughs) review process.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. (laughs) oh lucky amber that's what they say lucky
1: amber (laughs) she's got four stars
0: um yeah i mean like rails like i you know yeah i could come up with things that i think are less than perfect but but man i I, my relationship is both not complicated and super good
1: yeah i it's it it's a tool it's a tool set and and it makes me like i'm never angry at rails Uh, i i and it may just be the projects that i work on um i i do not Like this is an aside. We're we've been talking for a while. I'm enjoying this, but the the JavaScript uh, client side frameworks Mm -hmm. they hurt my head, and they're they're not a thing that I enjoy at all. Especially the um, the byproduct, like what you get from using them. It just I don't understand it. It's not that I don't understand it. I don't see the benefit there from somebody who's just building things to uh, just building projects with a simple feature requirement.
0: Now, p- people that I think are, are, uh, generally both smart and like reasoned about things seem to like Ember, which makes mm-hmm. me wonder if that's a thing to like, but I in general feel the same way.
1: It's, uh, I, I, I have no problem with the request response render, uh, just that life cycle. Like I don't, seeing a page load does not bother me in any way, um, it's super it's much easier to test, it's much easier to, to, to plan and build. It's so uh, much fewer dependencies. Like it's just as one person who's been doing a lot of work, uh, it just makes my life easier, just yeah. with Rails. So um and then anything else I just throw into my own objects. So
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think the other things in Rails four one that I that I like besides the one you mentioned are I I think this is a little controversial, but I like that they integrated Spring.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Oh that's Spring is amazing. Like Spring, my my testing process is. It, this is a dangerous thing to get into for the book too, because my testing process is honed to me in a very specific way, um, and I have to strip out a lot of that uh, because, it's like, uh, my my tool set involves Spring, uh, VIM Rails, just having um, having the right output spit into the right place, um, Pry, Pry Remote, Auto. Like, there's just that is where I've gone crazy. Right um, so it's it's having spring included is is very nice
0: I like yeah I kind of have like a um, anti finicky approach to the setup, mm-hmm. figuring that like you know if i if I need this whole rig then I, it's gonna make my uh programming environment less portable at least to the extent to which it's tied to a
1: that is a machine very very good point yeah it's it is not a thing like i I experienced that with that uh. <laughs> with the the pair programming last year, of, <laughs> oh God, I don't know what to do. How do I talk? How do i words so um yeah, yeah it's it's tough because uh, you got there there's that balancing act of will this actually first of all <laughs> am I wasting time figuring this out? Am I shaving a yak? Should I actually be doing work or you know trying to make my my tests run three seconds faster right. um, and is this something that will hurt me if i don't have it so
0: are you going to RailsConf? I'm not.
1: I'm not. Um, I am. I've not been to a conference. I've not been to a Ruby meetup. Like this is, this entire world is new and exciting to me, and it's, it's
0: neat. I've only been to one Ruby conference ever, and it was, um, Windy City Rails. Like a, I'm in Chicago right now, and and, uh, kind of like the RailsConf for Chicago. Every year, it's in the fall. Gotcha. It's not really my thing in general to do, um, but I think I'll. I'm thinking about throwing a party for RailsConf. I lit my apartments kind of close to where the the events are okay. and and is good for a party. And I, I haven't decided if that's like the best idea ever or an absolutely <laughs> awful Any, idea.
1: Oh, no, it's a fantastic idea. It <laughs> is the best, yeah. Any Anything that starts with, should I throw a party, is always a great idea. Like, that's just
0: fantastic. I think well, that's the trouble of asking someone about this because it's definitely a good idea for everyone else.
1: Oh, I, yeah, I just want... I just want the stories to come out of it.
0: Yeah. I want, um, I, I want
1: to, the experience. It's going to be a nightmare to clean up and to maintain, and all the bad things that go along with the party. But it'll fun. It'll be fun. Do it.
0: All right, it's official. I'm going to do. I'm going to do a party. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So where, uh, where can people learn more about everything that is you?
1: So, uh, everything that is me. Uh, I'm Generic Steel on Twitter as well. Um, I talk a lot about testing on there. Um, the yeah testing book is where I send people most of the time. Uh, it's what do I com and GitHub generic steel. I am com as well.
0: Do you, are you looking for, um, contract work now?
1: I am, I am not at the moment. Um, I, I know a lot of people who are looking for contract work. Uh, one of the advantages of kind of putting myself out in, in this position is, um, I mean i've tried to be more public about like the testing stuff and it's kind of made me this it's made me a bit of a lightning rod for people looking for contract work and i couldn't take on work for the beginning of the year because you apparently need an arm to do that so <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's it's i mean if you need work i i know plenty of people and um i'm also like if, if i find the right contract i'll I'll will pick it up too but i really uh if you have questions, th- this is a big thing that I, I want to put out. If you have questions about testing uh, and, and you're not like, there's no book yet, email me. Like, I like talking about this stuff. Reach out to me. I, I really, really enjoy getting sucked into a conversation about testing.
0: Cool. And email is eric at imericsteel.com. Is that right? That is correct. That okay. is correct. Well, this has, been, uh, this has been a good way to spend a late Sunday morning.
1: Yeah, this has been delightful. I'm uh, really enjoyed uh, enjoyed this. I I had talking points at the beginning. Um, if you'd like to go over them, just to <laughs> see where they were. Uh, right. Talking point one: oh, hi. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, talking point two: Sean. Um, talking point three: I'm sorry. I will mute the mic next time I throw up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Well, it's good. It's like it's you know when you're. When you're going to into a situation you're not used to, it's not such a bad idea to have a, a crutch. <laughs> Actually, they're sort.
1: they're gone. I, I, I minimized all the stuff that I had set up, like uh, any outlines or anything. I just this
0: was uh, I, I enjoyed this a lot. All right. Well, everyone, go uh, go email Eric all of your questions about testing, and uh, and pre-order the book.
1: Oh, that's a thing. Can I pimp that a, a little bit? Oh it's, yeah, please. Uh, so if right now it's you can pre-order it and um in, it's like weeks away from from being out i'm really excited about that That's cool. um the i'm gonna uh, ship a beta to anybody who's pre-ordered it right now it's ten dollars off the um, actual sale price if you pre-order it and uh there's a mechanic on the uh on the little app that i built that if you share it you get another five bucks off um so there's like you can save a lot of money right now uh because it's uh, still in the works. The beta is going to be shipping in another couple of weeks, and then uh, the final version will be out, uh, pending uh, <laughs> pending my spelling errors and uh, any dumb ideas that I need to correct. So.
0: Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm uh, I'm barely known on Twitter, and thanks for listening.